Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Okay, so it is Memorial Day weekend. I know that at least one of us kind of remembered that holiday because, Max, you did a very American thing and you went where? Uh, to a lake house in Maine. That's That seems right. And, and Sean, you, you did a cookout, right? Yeah, I sat around a nuclear hot charcoal grill here in Titletown, USA, uh, yeah. also known as Charlottesville, Virginia, Yeah, uh, where... Uh, where we are now home to two NCAA championship teams uh, as of a few hours ago. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed having the day off of work today, a little little freedom to kind of kick back and set my own schedule, and uh, I went to see a movie. Oh, I did too. I actually, well, not today. I saw um, the Aretha Franklin Amazing Grace film on Thursday night, and then on Friday evening... I saw The Souvenir, which you're going to hear a lot about. Not a lot of people are going to see it, but but it will be, you know, come next February or whenever they do that stuff, it'll probably win some some Oscars. But um, yeah, the the movie, the, it was it was fun going to the movie theater post post movie pass. Yeah, uh, we talked about movie pass what a couple months ago, and and how it had been steadily disintegrating and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I guess we've both canceled since then. Yes, I, I think that in the, the the movie, I don't know what you'd call that type of thing, but the movie Disruption Wars, um, this podcast has outlived cinema and probably will outlive movie pass. Yeah, it does It does seem that way. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, we, we talked about whether or not this would change our movie-going habits. And I... I Without having gone back, going, without having gone back to listen to that pod again, uh, I would like to hope that I said something to the effect of, I don't know. I I think that what Movie Passes instilled in me is a realization that seeing movies in theaters is pretty awesome, and so that, you know, when something comes around that I, I'm excited about, I'll still pony up and go see it. Uh, I hope I said that, but even if I didn't, uh, that's how I've been acting. I've been yeah. going to see movies. Emily and I have, you know, have been going to a lot of movies. It's great. I enjoy yeah. movie theater. Um, I I'd say I'd say it's pretty great. I mean, I did spend thirteen bucks a pop to go to yeah. the movie, but that's that's okay. Excuse me. I'm excuse me. I'm not going to a movie constantly. Sure. Or going to movies constantly. I did this weekend, and I'm going to see Avengers the the last at some point. Um. And I enjoyed it, but but Max, you're not a big movie goer, and I think that you you ha- there's a reason you don't go to movies that 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 is probably important here. There's a few reasons I don't tend to go to the movies, and I'm sure I've I've hashed them out on multiple recordings with you. But um, I, I, yeah, I would just rather have the comfort and privacy of my own home. Um, the ability mm-hmm. to pause, use my own bathroom, drink my own beer, and not be surrounded by potentially loud, potentially smelly strangers. 
<laughs> so the way the most the way most of the rest of us feel about football games. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say that that's 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 probably right, and and certainly football is now optimized to not watch it in yeah. stadium. Oh my god! Just yeah. just look at Levi Field that no one goes to in outer Santa Clara or wherever the hell it is. But so, Max, you you brought up a good thing, which is the comfort of our homes and and watching there. And I hadn't been to the theater in a long time, and I'm starting to think that. Maybe you've got this this boomerang thing, which is people start, you know, they end up going to the movie theater again, but they've grown used to watching in the comforts of their own homes. And I'm I'm starting to get concerned that that those uh, ideas you brought up of loud. I, I didn't get close enough to smell anyone. I sat very far <laughs> away from everybody. But uh, uh, I think people are maybe treating the movie theater like they're a couch now or i'm afraid that that's happening after a couple experiences i i had with just people are seemingly louder than they used to be it's it's one thing i i've in the past i'll go to movie theaters and one thing that i think is going to be unavoidable always is the conversations people have beforehand where they're explaining other movies and that just makes me cringe because i'm like oh no but I mean, if you're used to sitting down and and chortling and and having a big you know smack on your popcorn all the time, I I don't I think there's a certain movie theater decorum that, that we've maybe lost. I mean, Sean, you've you've been going to a lot of movies lately. Do you think that that is accurate in any way? I definitely think there's something there. Uh, I know that you know I I I try probably not as hard as I should to be a really respectful moviegoer but you know one thing that jumps really readily to mind here is that you know uh, i mentioned you know mentioned sporting events and, and we were talking about how those things are are optimized largely for home consumption and you know I, that seems like it's been happening a lot in entertainment in general you know the the radio show has given way to the podcast where instead of listening to something at, you know, at drive time when you're commuting to and from work, a lot of times you'll be listening to a podcast as you're cooking or doing chores and cleaning your house or your apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think in a lot of ways, the uh, one of the things that I notice is that the movie theater experience is trying to adapt itself to be more like, your home think of chains like alamo draft house where that you serve food and people will bring it to you at your seat in the theater and there are these big sort of comfy seats that you know in some cases even recline i mean how much harder can you try to to mimic you know being in your living room mm-hmm. uh so I, I think it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy where where it's you know, both both sides of this problem are amplifying themselves up and up and up. But, you know, popcorn is an interesting one because... Yes. Uh, popcorn has been around and has been kind of the, the, you know, the national snack of movie theaters for much longer than, you know, uh, than chains that try to make the theater feel like your living room have been around. Yeah, and in thinking about that, I I had an experience at the Aretha movie, which Aretha Franklin movie, Amazing yeah. Grace, where 
it it is they're singing but because the focus of the movie is singing i thought that i wanted a, a pretty quiet um experience and in a small theater if someone is as i said raking at their popcorn uh that might get to you when you're like no no i want to listen to aretha and and you're kind of disrupting this 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 late great singer of of really unparalleled quality can you stop you know raking (laughs) at your popcorn for a couple minutes um but you know if if this is a person who is used to going to movies for years and years and years and years i think of a lot of it is also the the way movies are has has kind of changed. I, I mean, there was yeah. a, there there was there was a movie last year that was in entirely about silence, basically in the, the quiet place, um, and also. I mean, just the whisperification of some of the ways that lines are delivered. Over Easter, Ben-Hur was on my TV, and I was just totally transfixed, not by, like, the content of the movie or anything other than just the way lines are delivered and how loud and bright it is. And I went and saw, you know, think of all the, the complaints about not just Game of Thrones, but all the stuff on TV that is very, very dark, and, and you feel like you can't see any of it. So I think hey, that, that that's because you have a bad TV, well, which means yeah, you're I, a bad TV watcher. I am a I am a bad TV watcher, um, but I think that a lot of things have changed, and so even the snacks in the theater, which are a lot of them crunchy, loud things that come in cardboard boxes a lot of the times, haven't you know, haven't changed with, with the viewing habits and maybe the, the same way. I, I, I think that 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 is something that I realized acutely mm-hmm. the last couple of times out. Yeah, I guess that, that does make some sense. You could draw you could certainly draw a line from the actionization, the blockbusterization of movie going, especially from March to, you know, September, March to like Labor Day weekend now. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you know the kinds of movies that people are seeing more often in theaters has changed and so when you go see a movie that doesn't play to that type it's maybe more noticeable yeah and i mean i think that if you go see star wars for the most part in in marvel movies you can still be munching on your popcorn like it's plenty loud or <laughs> max max i know you know whenever the next transformers movie comes out you'll you'll be there and you can munch happily on popcorn as well but i mean and max you've you've experienced it less but but should i just should I just deal with it or or like breakfast in America should, as we've agreed before, everyone just needs to eat yogurt and now they also need to eat yogurt in the movie theaters? Ugh. Yeah, I mean, you could just not go to movies as much. Um, it's tough to say something to someone if they're really just being allowed from eating. Like if someone's talking, you can say something, but I don't know how you handle it if someone's eating too loudly. Is there, Can you say something? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'll... I actually did kind of stare the person down a little bit at the movie theater. I just looked over because I was in shock at the fact that there was still popcorn left in this bag. Like you have to be, <laughs> how is there still pop? I mean, we're an hour into the movie and it's been constant. And unless you're taking out one piece of popcorn at a time, that popcorn needs to be gone because you've just been going. And and I was in shock as much as I was uh, kind of. I don't know. I I also recognized that I was being kind of insensitive but the nature of the movie 
was such yeah. that no, I really wanted to hear this person sing. Not to mention the movie had not been released for like forty five years. Uh, actually, longer than that, forty seven years, um, because it was shot in seventy two or seventy three. Right. So like you know chill with the popcorn uh and they actually kept on putting it in this because they were two seats down from me there's a seat in the middle and they would put the popcorn in the seat in between like when they did stop to breathe and i really at one moment i did think about taking the bag and tossing it <laughs> as far as i could <laughs> but uh you know i i did bring some decorum to the theater which is uh you know that that i'll be respectful of my fellow theater mates but uh, you know, I, I think also if you go to movie theaters now, I mentioned that it was like 13 bucks, and I think it would be the same for, for everybody to pay. And we've got these streaming options that are about that much for a month of, of viewing as much as you want. It, could part of this be that, that uh, you know, the theater used to be really for everybody, just like Stadia, and now it's not. It's for, you know douches like me that want to go see a quiet movie well yeah i mean i think more than that it's that you know the theater the theater used to be the place that you saw this if you wanted to see you know it look it's the same it is the same as sporting events it used to be that if you wanted the optimal viewing experience for a game you had to go to the game yeah you know uh, if you wanted the truest experience of seeing, you know, Superman, you had to go to, you really needed to go to a theater to see Christopher Reeve play Superman because otherwise you were going to watch it at home on a, what, 20 something inch TV. But now content is ubiquitous. Content is Mm -hmm. all around us constantly. And our TVs have gotten so much bigger and better now i mean look yeah. even i'm i'm sorry to the cinematographer of game of thrones season eight episode three but like tvs are really fucking good now and yeah. i you know <laughs> there's a, a non-zero possibility that i have the smallest tv of the three of us right um, i have your old t unless you downsized when you gave me your old no, tv no i i got a i got a larger tv and as i look at it now i'm like oh, i could have gotten a bigger tv actually which is <laughs> but but you know max i think you you know this well which is a lot of the content too has been optimized for people watching at home or even you know clutches his pearls uh on your phone <laughs> oh yeah no it's totally i mean that's kind of, kind of how i feel is if I, if I see a movie that i really really want to see and i get really excited about like a trailer then i might go to the theaters but the thing is there's there's so much content available to us all the time even on your phone like you said between mm-hmm. all these different streaming services there's basically infinite movies available yeah so the only way that you're going to get me to really go to a theater is if i really want to see a specific movie and yeah. because i do so much streaming and this can't be just me i don't see that many trailers <laughs> So I don't even really know what movies are are available. Yeah, and th- that has to be that. That's kind of a in. It becomes advertent, but inadvertently, I'm sure at the beginning that that's really good for the streaming service. Like the only thing they see is what we put in that rundown, and it, for Netflix, it's their original content. Um, and uh, the other thing is, uh, so I guess 
Netflix is going to lose Friends and the Time Warner stuff uh, soon. Uh, and we've talked about this before, but that kind of in the background watching, and I haven't noticed this, but uh, you know, Avengers is a three-hour-long movie. When you're watching at your home, you can also do other stuff, like you know, have uh, be cooking, or when you've got the office on, you got Parks and Rec on, and you're you're texting your buddies in the group chat. Uh, do you do you see that at all in the theaters? Like this distracted distracted viewing going again to you know now if you're gonna go watch a movie in the theater, especially kind of an indie kind of movie, you got to be you're not you're not the people you're you're not the every person right i I mean i think i i imagine if you could like look around the theater and do like a really close read of people's faces you'd probably catch a lot of twitches of i gotta not look at my phone i gotta not look at my phone please don't be a modern piece of shit and look at my phone yeah you know i i've fought i've fought that a few times um but it it's it is definitely hard to to switch those modes i mean i'm i'm a big big streaming tv multitasker like it is argue it's the main way that i consume most things like the the mode of you know the mode of watching game of thrones where you get together with people on a sunday night and you all pile together around the same tv was very much not the norm for me so you know that that was an adjustment and you know and sitting in a two two and a half hour movie or even a one and a half hour movie in a theater where you're making a commitment and saying not only am i gonna sit in front of this screen in a dark room where it's sort of socially unacceptable for me to be doing anything else but i paid for the privilege to do so you know that i think the I think in a way the the payment is kind of your way of saying okay I'm I'm really going to commit to this. Yeah. And the the danger in that is if you pay to go to something and and you feel like you've you've really shelled out then and this could be part of it too. You're like, well, I, you know, I'll eat my popcorn however damn loud I please and and I'll and I'll clear my throat constantly throughout the movie because this is me time even though I'm I'm with it's other like people. It's like going to a baseball game and saying, "I pay your salary." Yeah, just don't which, be, just don't be a dick. Which it's it's actually the the TV rights that that pay the salary more like. But uh, you know, I I I think that a lot of I come to this in in kind of view that I'm a little disgruntled because I wanted a certain experience at, at a movie and and maybe I didn't get it, um, but. You know, as as I as I say, and and I'm you know to to quote myself, never expect people to be as reasonable as you think you are, and uh, you know I just need to stop being a dick and and accept that this happens. And if you really want to say something about it, there's a kind way to do it, not the passive aggressive route. Um, but uh, you know, I think quiet, you know, movies, especially maybe not Avengers, they you should act in in kind, and and that's all I'm really. Uh, highlighting here, and I and I do wonder how much of it has to do with. You know, I'm used to watching movies on my couch, you know, by myself or with a couple people, and we might talk during the movie and everything else. And that's a really, at the end of the day, that's a really enjoyable way to watch films. And you don't necessarily think about that when you're at a movie theater because if you're just in that mode still. 
I mean, it's look, it's no different from getting on a plane with a bunch of other people. You've all paid handsomely for the privilege of being here. And yes, some parts of this experience are absolutely going to suck. They're going to be miserable. Um, and ultimately, the best way to get through it is not to live in a solipsistic world where you are the only real thing in the universe. It's the way where you're considerate of the people around you. Like, I mean, so so much of life reduces down to that lowest common denominator of don't be an asshole. Yeah. Now, Why do people have so much trouble with it? Well, because cause we put ourselves first, which is usually a good thing, but sometimes can be a bad thing when you're in a crowd of other people who are also doing that. Um, but maybe maybe there is in an alternative to this max and and i would i would ask you because i think i think there's a way i could convince you to go to the theaters more um namely what if we made all movie experiences like the experiences where people go see the room in a theater where it's interactive and there are props i will never go see a movie again (laughs) i will never go see a movie again that sounds great i'm in (laughs) i was also thinking they could give they could have options of um what if they did it like a silent disco and they gave you all headphones? Ooh. I, you're catching my attention. I was thinking mm. you were going to say, what if the experience of going to see a movie was like a Dave Chappelle performance where you had to like lock up your phone on your way into the theater? That I would love. That'd be interesting. Yeah, but it's not, it's, not the, it's, it's not the phones that bother me. I mean, you might see a little flash of blue light, but it is... I mean, it's it's the noises. It's, it's the the, conf- the so too loud I, talking. I disagree. It's it's knowing. It's stewing in other people's blatant disrespect. And you mentioned Alamo Draft House. I've actually never been to one of those, but mm-hmm. don't aren't I've heard that they're very strict with like be making noise during the movie. Don't they? Aren't they one of those places that'll that'll ask you to leave if you're um, being too noisy? Uh, theoretically, I've never I've never seen it happen. But the, in their kind of pre-movie spiel they definitely are are kind of out there about like hey don't don't do this like don't mm-hmm. you know I, and there's look there's precedent for that you know back in in the early 60s or i was psych, psycho might have even been 1959 alfred hitchcock had you know essentially cutouts of himself placed outside movie theaters that said it if you're late, you are not allowed into the theater. You know, I just, you know, there, there was, there was an enforcement of societal etiquette, especially for a movie. You know, it was the original, it was the original Shyamalan twist, you know, like, don't fuck this up for people. Uh, So, you know, we've gone, we've come a long way. uh, We've come a long way from, uh, a, a, an inanimate Alfred Hitchcock telling you if you're late, you're not allowed to go into the theater to people coming out of screenings of Avengers Endgame and shouting what happened in the movie to people waiting in line, you know, just yeah. to ruin their lives. I mean, we're we're very we're very quickly devolving into something here where we're like the uh, the the moral values of America have decayed <laughs> over time, and there is no singular male figure that can scare us into embracing a community mentality. Yeah. And you know, generally, I'm I'm pro that. Like you you do your own thing. You you be you know you go find a, a better path. But like 
in a movie theater, maybe I, maybe I'm making an exception. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any one person. Like if you put if you put James Cameron cutouts in front of the theater, I would kick it. I would just right. boot it. Yeah. We are sounding very silent generation. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they were so good in theaters because they were the silent generation. <laughs> oh God, they were able to eat whole bags of popcorn without making any noise. It was just unhinge your jaw like a python. Yeah. You just, yeah, just pour ask, it past. Just go ask Tom Brokaw about the the theaters back in the day. Well, you know they were just the best ever because you know no one made any noise. Um, but yeah, I, I mean the, the I, good news is, and and I wonder, I wonder if this is is something, you know, I, I wonder if this is something that is inherent to, you know, a a big loud action movie like. Avengers, or like a Bourne movie or something, where it's so inherently attention-grabbing that you just kind of naturally focus on what's happening, and so you're not paying attention to what other people are doing. I assume everyone is actually being the same level of a dick in Avengers that they would be in Amazing Grace. Well, I will say... Um, when I saw the souvenir, because there's actual plot development stuff, it was quieter, and there were a lot more people in that theater. Hmm. Amazing Grace, it's just singing the whole time. There aren't, like, twists and turns. There's no plot. So I should maybe consider that, too. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, as always, just don't be that guy. I mean, I think that... I think, Max, I think you've got it, though. If we just make all movies into... It's all that guy all the time or we do silent disco that might be the solution that we need um you know max 2020 running solely on making movie theaters acceptable that's that's it you got my vote he'll he'll get one he'll get one percent and that's better than a lot with With no power comes no responsibility that's a campaign slogan yeah Let's Um, slap a bad logo on it. We know graphic designers. (laughs) It's true. Uh, All right. Uh, If you have thoughts on movie theater decorum, I don't know, societal decorum, whatever, uh, come check us out on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod and let us know what you think. All right. Uh, So we will move on as we do to a segment that we call Pierce is Sorry. And uh, what are you apologizing for this week? So as as is, um, you know, evident, if you listen to this podcast or, you know, interact with with me at all, uh, sometimes I I have my struggles. uh, And and recently that that dealt with. so I, I went to the eye doctor finally because I feel like my my vision has been deteriorating. And it has, to not tr- a tremendous amount, but I guess I've noticed it more acutely. Um, and so I went to the eye doctor and got that done. And then I did the Warby Parker thing and I, uh, you know, ordered a bunch of glasses and they came in the mail. And so I tried them on and, and there were a couple pairs that I, I knew that I liked. But I was like, well, you know, I don't know how glasses are supposed to fit. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go to the store, which is in within walking distance of my office, sort of, and and just be like, hey, are, are these all right? So I went in, and uh, a service person came up to me and, and, you know, asked me why I was there. And I explained that I wanted to try on my glasses there and, and get 
their feedback to make sure they fit properly because they have all this guide of like they should they should fit here with your eyebrows stuff like that the person was wholly unenthused by this and seemingly miffed that i was even asking about it and ended up getting to the point where i was that like yeah those those glasses look fine which fine is a four-letter word that starts with f and you should really never describe the way someone looks is fine uh but i you know walked out of there feeling kind of dejected and and kind of crestfallen because i thought well if you're gonna actually have these places you should you should be enthusiastic as a service person and whatever but then i realized that i was in the wrong and this is you know kind of a a, you know psa of, of sorts but also i realized i messed up and i'm apologizing this week for needing the affirmation of others in the way i look because if i like the glasses or you know the jeans or whatever i should just own it and go for it i don't need anyone else's confirmation you know to be confident and to see better so there i was in a moment of weakness relying on others when i totally didn't need to so you know i'm i'm sorry for thinking that the warby parker person let me down because they didn't um the person who who let themselves down is me by needing other people's affirmation so you go do you because only you can shoot your shot you don't need no man (laughs) you don't need no man okay uh all right well we will close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture and i mentioned at the top of the show that i saw a movie today uh and that movie is booksmart uh oh booksmart is the directorial debut of olivia wilde and it is the story of two high school friends who are uh, young women who are the valedictorian and salutatorian of their class and uh, realize the night before graduation that they've had no fun they've gone to no parties uh, they've done no sort of dumb high school person things and so they set out to prove to the world, but maybe really to themselves, that they are in fact fun. And uh, it's delightful. It's so good. This movie is so, so, so good. It's kind of a, it was a perfect hybrid of uh, like Ladybird and Superbad. Um, it's just really. The, the leads are uh, Beanie Feldstein, who was in Lady Bird uh, and played Lady Bird's friend, and a girl named Caitlin Deaver, who was phenomenal. Uh, just, uh, they were so good. Uh, and, and I would strongly encourage that you uh, go, go see this movie with a, a friend who enjoys to laugh. Uh, yeah. So don't go with Pierce. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's all appreciate the <laughs> six degrees of separation of Superbad to this movie because Beanie is uh, Jonah Hill's sister, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yes. Hey. Which I don't know what her real name is, but I've kind of come around on being named Beanie or going by Beanie. Uh, it's it's actually kind of cool. I mean, I'm not. I, I've I appreciate that I don't have a nickname, but Beanie, which I assume is not her her given name. I would imagine not. Cool. 
Yeah, <laughs> Max. Max, you're from Boston. You're you're familiar with people having weird names and and weird uh, nicknames. So is I don't know if Beanie is like well well. Reg- I mean, if there's a place where someone would be called Beanie, I assume it would be the Boston area. But <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Be- Beanie Never Siegel would Beanie. like to have a word with you. Uh, well, yeah, that's but that's a stage name that that feels slightly different. Fair enough. Um, okay. Well. Yes, uh, go go see Booksmart. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a delight. Um, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod or at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the show on your device and podcast app of choice. If you do that, please do us a favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or uh, if you've got a friend who you think might like the show, uh, tell, uh, tell them about it. We would love to share what we're doing with them as well. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye.